Amen, amen, amen. How's our blitz going so far? How's our blitz going? Anybody excited over our blitz this morning? This side excited over the blitz? And the three of you in there. Okay. We're going to work on the rest of our family and get out the rest of our family excited over the blitz. Praise God. Amen. The blitz is an opportunity for us to do evangelism, for us to show forth the love of God, express the love of God to others, share the love of God with others, and to give them an invitation to come and visit with us. And I, I really could use about another, at least one more team captain from, from this service. I could use an, at least one more team captain from this service, at least one. You, you, you oh, I sensed it. Mm. Stand on your feet, please, Kayla. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Kayla. <laughs> Minister Brad, if you'll make sure you see Minister Brad, he will get your information. Y'all so wonderful. Y'all so excited. All right, all right, all right. Luke chapter number 10, we're going to begin with verse number 25. I'll read it through and then we'll come back and we'll look at some of the things that's there. Luke 10 and 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Or what shall I do to get the life of God? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly, do this, do this, what is the this, walk in love, and you will live, you will get the life of God. Verse 29, but he wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Can you look at that person next to you and say, are you my neighbor? Just because you're sitting on my right or my left or behind me or in front of me. Are you my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered, said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among the thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion." So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. 
Now, last week we, were, we had got into introducing this maturing in our love. And I want to go back and because we started getting into the elements, I started talking to you about the elements of love revealed. And so let me just give you a list, this list of the elements of love revealed. We'll go back and we'll uh, visit with them. The first element, first element of love revealed. You see it, you see it there in the scripture when it starts talking about um, a, when it starts talking about the uh, Samaritan, a certain Samaritan. Watch this. That's a candidacy and a consistency. The candid candidacy, the Samaritan was the candidate, and the consistency. Number two is the force. Everybody say love is a force. Mm -hmm. Number three was the initiative. There was an in initiative on behalf of the Samaritan, the Bible says he went to him. Number four, there was healing. There was healing. The Bible said he bound his wounds. Number five, there was inconvenience. <laughs> there was inconvenience. We can see it. We can see it in the story because the Bible lets us know that the, the Samaritan put the man on his, on his animal and he walked. Love is not always convenient. <laughs> what number was that I gave you? Number six, there's journey and investment. There's journey and investment. Notice that he brought the man to an end, that they were on a journey, and when he got him to the end, watch this, he took care of him. So there's journey and there's investment. And then number seven, there's dual risk. Dual risk. The first risk is the Samaritan had to weigh the cost. What he might have expected, the cost may have been for taking care of the man. He had to weigh that cost out. But then whatever the cost may really be, when he comes back, he may have to spend more. So you're, everybody's good there? You got those? Those are, those are elements of, of love revealed. Now, last week we were talking about love when properly expressed, it goes beyond all supposed boundaries. God's love requires us to love all. God's love requires us to love all. You have to love the people that you don't like. You have to love the people who don't even like you. You have to love them. That's the requirement that God asks of us as his children that we're to love all. We cannot be, we can't have discrepancies on who we're going to love. You can't want to justify yourself like, like, this, uh, like this individual here. Who's my neighbor? In other words, asking him, Jesus, who do I, who can I not love and still get the life of God? If all of us in the room would be truthful, and we should be, there are some people that we might, uh, if we could get a choice, and if we wanted to love them or not, and we could have a choice not to, we might choose, we might choose option out. I know it's not you, but, you know, other people in the room, praise God. Then last week we talked about the love of God is a force deposited inside every believer. 
And the reason it's deposited in you and I is so that for us to do good, to be kind and show mercy. Lord, have mercy. You are to be good to people. Why y'all can't say amen? We should be good to people. Man, I'm telling you. What does it cost to just be good to someone else? Then watch this. We should also be merciful. Has anybody in the room received mercy from the Lord? Has anybody in the room could have been judged in a situation by God, but God showed mercy? Before you had received the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, was God merciful to you? So it should never be a struggle or issue for us to show mercy to others. So we're to do good, show mercy, and be kind. Do good deeds. Do good deeds. And then I think, I believe that's where we left off in in this service. And so we're going to jump right in. Number three, number three. The third one, we can find that in verse number 34. Verse number 34, the Bible says, so he went to him. So he went to him. You and I will have to go to where people are instead of waiting for them to come where we are. You and I will have to go to where people are instead of waiting for people to come to where we are. Notice that the Samaritan, he didn't do what the priest did. He didn't do what the Levite did. They walked by on the other side. The Samaritan saw, watch this, he saw the Jew. If you know anything about, the, about Samaritans and Jews, they didn't mix. They didn't even talk to one another. Remember the woman at the well when Jesus said, give me a drink? And she said, you're a Jew. What do you have to do with me, a Samaritan woman? Is your love big enough to love people that's not your color? Is your love big enough to love people who are not the sex you are? Without you thinking, they wanting something from you. Situation arises and, and, and there is intense fellowship when you, when you sometimes, especially, how many, how many of you are married in the room? How many of you married? Okay, put your hands down. How many of you desire to be married? So let us prepare you. Let us prepare you. Praise God. Let us prepare you. Let us prepare you. Amen. Amen. Reason for preparation. Because, because those of us that are married, all my married couples, raise your hand again. Because all of us that are married here in the house of God, um, we're, we're born again. We love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. So as believers, we don't fight. All the married couples said amen. amen. Now, we, we, made, we don't fight, but we might have some intense moments of fellowship, praise God. That's the believer's way of fighting. 
intense moments of fellowship come. But when intense moments of fellowship arises and, and, and the intensity is there and the Holy Spirit is trying to get you to move toward the person and bring peace. How many of you have that grace in the midst of that intense moment of fellowship to hear the Holy Spirit and shut your mouth and move towards them to bring about peace? I don't want to put you on the spot. Don't raise your hand on this one. But how many of you, sometimes you know you like to get that last word in? As though God is not capable of helping the other person understand, so you got to get the last word in. And then the very last word that you got to get in is the thing that unleashes all kind of hell. All my singles, all my singles, learn from these, learn from these married couples, praise God, that have intense moments of fellowship. <laughs> they don't fight, but they have intense moment of fellowship. I mean, that intensity where you, you get those wrinkles in your forehead stuff, and, and, and your throat start, you know, you get bangs all in your neck. Uh, intense moments of fellowship. And, and they can even do it with a smile, praise God. Watch this, watch this. When God is trying to move you toward the person and bring peace, but there's some competing force called your flesh that keeps you stuck and you don't move. There are three things that come against love, and you got to get this. Three things come against love. Selfishness, pride, and laziness. These three things will come against love all the time. Selfishness, pride, and laziness. Watch this. The love of God does not wait for the other person to initiate. It takes the responsibility to reel things back into peace. I said the love of God doesn't wait for the other person to apologize. The love of God just moves towards them and reel peace back in. Well, Pastor, you don't understand. I have to have a moment. Oh, really? The Holy Spirit can't speak to you while you're going through that moment and say, I want you to move closer to them. And at that moment, you're no longer at odds with an individual. You're at odds with God. Because now it's based on are you going to obey God or are you going to be, or be disobedient? Well, I apologize all the time. I apologized last time when we got into this thing, and I didn't even cause it. And the Lord says, will you do this for me? You keep taking out your scorecard, but love keeps no record. The only reason you know is because you keep in a record. Oh, y'all not trying to get with me this morning. This is why our love has to mature. We got to mature in this thing called love. Watch this, watch this. How many of you, how many of you, don't raise your hand on this one, how many of you sit around and you sit there and you wait? I'm going to wait for him or her to apologize. And when they apologize, then I'm going to move back towards them. 
And because they don't apologize, you stay in your corner, they go to their corner. I, I can talk about I can talk about us. Can I share some stuff? I, I wanted to get permission. Um, praise the Lord. We're, we're delivered, praise God. We're free. Uh, actually, it wasn't too long ago. We had a little intense moments of fellowship. Praise God. We, we had a little intense moment of fellowship not too long ago. I, it, I can't even remember what it was, but it was a little intense moment of fellowship. It was something I did. Praise God. Amen. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I caused it. But she didn't move when God spoke to her. But uh, let me get back over. Let me get back over. Let me get back over. Let me get back. Let me get back over. Let me get back over. So we had some intense moment of fellowship. And uh, and if y'all know a little bit about us, y'all know we have different personalities. I mean like real different personalities. Like Type different personality. So this intense moment fellowship happened, and um, and so there's there's trying to be uh, communication happening, but the communication is breaking down, which is causing the fellowship to intensify any, even more because the communication process is breaking down. And now, instead of two mature people in in God to say, wait a minute, what are we doing? Why y'all laughing at my story now? <laughs> Don't act like you got it all together. I wish I was a little fly in your house. See how it goes down with you. I'll pick this up in Yeah, see, see, you know, I go, yeah. <laughs> so, so we having this intense moment of fellowship, and the communication is breaking down, and because the communication is breaking down, it's causing the intensity to go up. And now when the intensity goes up, frustration builds in. Because how is it that we've been married this long and we're having this frustration communicating? Y'all real quiet. <laughs> and so here it is. Here it is. All of a sudden, okay, nothing good is going to come from this process. Usually, usually, usually sometime we'll take timeouts. But timeouts mean we're going to let whatever's going on right now, we're going to let that cease. And we're going to come back and we're going to address this. We didn't take time out. We just dismissed ourselves. She went one direction. I went the other direction. Now, listen to me, y'all. I don't care who you are. There's no way you can humanly convince me that when you go isolate yourself, God don't start talking. I mean, I'm ticked off with Pastor Candy. I'm ticked off. I'm, I'm frustrated with her. She ticked off with me. She frustrated with me. And I'm downstairs. Go put a game on. And all of a sudden, stuff start. I'm hearing stuff in, internally. And I ain't nobody. Let me turn the sound up. <laughs> ain't nobody trying to hear all that. Let me turn the sound up, see if I can drown it out. And communication now is happening this way. And I'm making a decision 
I'm going to ignore it because I know what he's going to require. And I don't feel like it right now. And at the same time this is going on, this thought flashed across my mind. I wonder what God's upstairs saying to Candy. <laughs> it just flashed across my mind. Please hear me. Please hear me. You cannot tell me when stuff is going on. I don't care what the relationship type is. God doesn't start talking to you. If you really want to walk in the love of God, God's going to start pointing out to you where you missed it, where you went wrong. He's not going to talk to you about her. He's not going to sit there and say, see, this is where she jacked up. If she would have did this and she would have said this to you like that, then everything else would have been all right. But my daughter didn't do that, so she messed it all up. Now, does that make you feel better? He don't do that. No, he come right down your street to your door and say, look here, look here, look here. Listen to me. Stop being selfish. Why are you choosing to be filled with pride instead of moving towards her so that peace could be restored? Oh, y'all act like I'm the only one, man. Y'all act like I'm the only one. You act like I'm the only one. And then you're being lazy because now you're going to let time. You could have took care of this two minutes after it happened. No, you're going to go wait four or five hours till she fall asleep. And then go and, go and get in the bed and then touch her. <laughs> and that ain't the ministry of poke at that time that's the ministry of repent <laughs> hallelujah uh-huh watch this watch this the love of god does not do that it always moves towards the person it doesn't matter listen to me it doesn't matter how much you prophesy are you hearing me? It doesn't matter how many tongues you speak in. If you cannot yield to the force of love, then you have to grow in your walk with Christ. You must yield to the force of love. Selfishness. Selfishness. Let me give you this. Selfishness is the improper love of self rooted in fear. Don't miss that. Selfishness is the improper love of self rooted in fear. Please hear this. It is a mindset that produces a pattern of behavior. Wow. Selfishness is the improper love of self rooted in fear. It is a mindset that produces a pattern of behavior. My God. And the thing that you need to understand, man, there, there can be times, there can be times where, where, where uh, you're trying to decide where you're going to go, go to eat and, and you really want to go, let's say, to, to a steak place and your spouse or friend want to go to a seafood place, but, but we can't do, come to agreement where we want to go and, 
and you decide to, quote unquote, yield to their desire. But in yielding to their desire, you go to the place that they want to go to, but you make the visit miserable. You go there, you go there, we're here, praise God, I yielded, I'm with you, we're here. But then the waiter brings you water. Look at this stuff on my glass. They ain't even clean the glass. Baby, it's going to be all right. It's, babe, it's going to be okay. No problem. Then the waiter comes to take your order. Why did it take them so long to come over here? Why did we have to wait so long? We came in here before the, both of those couples, and they had to let us sit here afterwards. Then the waiter brings the food. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Babe, what's wrong? My food's cold. My food's cold. My God in heaven. Why, why I got it? Oh! And the other person is just like, my God, should we just leave? Because I don't want to be here with you miserable. I mean, I'm, y'all know I'm not talking about you because y'all mature. Y'all don't do that stuff. But people down the street, around the corner, struggles with that sometimes. And in case you slipped in this morning, praise the Lord, it might have been you. Pride. Pride. Mm. Go to Romans 12. Go to Romans 12 and verse 9. Romans 12, verse 9. Hurry, 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 hurry. Romans 12, verse 9. Are you there? When you get there, say amen. Very good. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. The contemporary English version of that translation reads this way. Don't just pretend that you love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, stand on the side of good. It is important, I believe, that the church needs to stop giving people this fake love stuff. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about the members that make up the body of Christ. We got to stop doing this fake love. Come, babe. Come, come, come. Come. It's just briefly. It's briefly. It's not going to put you on the spot. Y'all know how we do. Y'all know how we do when we come up to greet each other. Oh, hey, sis. How you doing? Oh, Oh, bless you. God bless you. Like you. You ain't no more mean that. Because why you were, why you were, why you were, God bless you, thinking, oh, she ticked me off last week. (laughs) And it's just like the Holy Spirit, the very one that ticked you off that last week is the very one that started coming towards you. And now you have the choice to make. Are you going to walk in the love of God? Because y'all heard the confession here at the family. We walk in love at loving, loving his and his. Thank you, honey. Thank you. So, you know, if you and I are going to be confessing that we walk in love all the time, guess what's going to get tested? 
What's love got to do? Got to do with this. You better know love got everything to do with it in the kingdom. And I'm telling you, even in the church, in the church. Hey, by the way, if we can't perfect the love in here. Watch this, watch this scripture. By this, by this, the people who are watching you, by this, will they know you are my disciple. By the love you have, one, if you side the house of God and be able to love those who are not a part of the kingdom. Mm -mm -mm. We got to do better, we got to do better. I thank God that IFWC is growing in their love. They're maturing in their love, praise God. Maturing, developing in our love. Just want to get better. I just want to get better. And you know, what, you know what the rule of thumb is? We can't have the people that are far from us speaking more highly of us than the people that's closest to us. It's got to be consistent. Uh, so this pride thing, this pride thing. Pride is unreasonable estimation of one's importance. <laughs> unreasonable estimation of one's importance. Pride comes when we exalt our needs, our point of view, or our agenda as superior to another person's. Pride comes when we exalt our needs, our point of view, our agenda as superior than that of another person. Look at Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Is this all right? Galatians 6 and verse number 3. For if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Wow, I hadn't read that scripture in the Bible. I just chose to read the scripture in the Bible that just said, don't think more highly of myself than I ought. I ain't take the time to read this scripture right here. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. If Jesus was to take his grace off of us right now, we would be absolutely nothing. Romans 12, 6. Romans 12, 6. Just write that scripture down. I'm going to read it to you from the J.B. Phillips New Testament. It says, live in harmony with each other. Don't become snobbish, but take a real interest in ordinary people. Don't become set in your own opinions. Whew. Don't become set in your own opinions. Don't think you're always right. Leave just a little room for you potentially could be wrong. Are you hearing me? Pride will keep us from walking in the love of God. Pride will keep us from walking in the love of God. Then finally, this, this last one that I want to give you is laziness. Laziness. Mm -hmm. Laziness is disinclined to an activity or an exertion. Laziness. <laughs> disinclined to an activity or exertion. Oh, come on, let's go to the gym. Mm. 
think I'm going to work out on the couch. <laughs> well, since we're at home, let's just do some stuff at home. Let's exercise here at home. Mm, I got other things I need to do. Laziness, disinclined to activity or exertion. Oh, gosh. Sensitive moment. Mm -mm -mm. There are times when some people say, I'm not fat, I'm just big bone. He started making bones bigger. <laughs> no, I'm just thick. And we allow the enemy to use that to deceive us into understanding that we might need to do something that's going to cause us to exert some energy for the purpose of health. For the purpose of health. Because you only get one body in this earth for the purpose of health. Y'all don't get real quiet on that part. Though. Watch this. The word slothful. The word slothful. <laughs> slothful means temperamental inability to act promptly or speedily when action or speed is called for. Slothful. Temperamental inability to act promptly or speedily when action or speed is called for. Sometimes the pace in which we move communicates to people dishonor or they don't matter. And Father God, I repent. I repent. This just happened to me last night. Just happened to me last night. The woman God had made dinner and Pastor Candy is, I mean, if anything could rub her the wrong way, is to have dinner ready and it's hot and you don't show up to eat it while it's hot because she likes to eat her food while it's hot. So she wants to make sure everybody else have a hot meal. So she sent Joshua downstairs last night to tell me, Dad, come eat. Okay, I got you. And then about, I'm going to give myself some grace. <laughs> about eight minutes later, don't shake your head, babe. Lord have mercy. I write 15. About 15 minutes later, she comes downstairs. Babe, didn't Josh come down and tell you? Yes, honey. And I got up. Now, now get this. Get this. And now I'm in the minute. I'm in the process of preparing the my message and finishing it. And I get to this thing slothful. And I'm thinking, God, forgive me, Lord Jesus, Pastor Candy, forgive me, because my communication not moving speedily when speed was required 
could cause her to feel dishonored and devalued by my inactivity. I'm not important enough for you to show up when I call. Then see, sometimes people call you and they call you on the phone and you see the message. What you say? They call you and you see the call and you hit that, you, you know, I'm going to call you later, but you don't call back. Your communication can communicate to them dishonor and there is no value. We got to move on, we got to move on, we got to move on, got to move on. The, the, this next element of love, in verse number 34, I, I can't even open this up. I'm, I'm going to open this up, I'm going to tease you with it, because I'm going to start here next week. Ah, number, uh, you go back to Luke 10, go back to Luke 10. Hurry, 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 Luke 10, Luke 10. Verse number 34, Luke 10, verse number 34. Are you there? Oh man, I got to lay this out there. I can't... Vi- Deal with it. I can't visit with it, but I need you to hear this. In Luke 10, verse number 34, watch this. The Bible says, so he went to him and, everybody say and. and. He bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Everybody look up one moment. Look up one moment. My God, this is heavy, this one right here. Because this is the healing element. Watch this. I may not be the one who caused your pain. However, I will participate in aiding you in your healing. My God. Everybody, look at me. We're getting ready to go home. You can stand on your feet. Listen to me. Listen to me. God puts you in people's lives because he places a grace on your life to heal what hurts them. Again, I'll go back to talking about me. I am so thankful to God that he sent candy to me because he he put a grace on candy's life to heal the hurt I had that she didn't even cause. Some of us sometimes take take the wrong attitude. Hold on, I don't want that, I don't want that. I didn't cause that. Uh -uh. Don't bring that over here. Why not? Why not bring it to you? The grace is on you. If the grace was on them, they would have still been with them or around them. How many people may even be in the room this morning and may have experienced pain that nobody in the room caused you, but God put you around them because they are to aid in your healing? I got to stop right there. 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 Notice, notice, the Samaritan didn't cause, cause that Jewish man his, his pain, but he came up on the scene and realized, there's a grace on me for what's painful to him. <sighs> Guys, how many times have we possibly missed it that God wanted us to be the oil and the wine in the life of another person. But we didn't want to sacrifice what it would cost us. So we said, Lord, send somebody else. 
Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for your word, and I thank you your word never returns to you void. Lord God, I thank you that every individual under the sound of my voice, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that you are opening us up, Lord God, and you are pouring in the love of God on the inside of us like never before. And God, I thank you with great understanding. Will we walk in this earth, Lord God, understanding, God, that there's oil and wine in us. Mm. 